55 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Hey, hey. What's happening with y'all? How y'all are? <laughs> Isn't that what they say? How y'all are? Oh, that's what Justin Wilson says, the Cajun cook. How y'all are on this Monday? Wait a minute. Wait just a doggone minute. It's not Monday. It's Tuesday. Yesterday was Monday, even though it didn't feel like Monday because it was a part of a long weekend. I hope you had uh, a great holiday weekend, celebrated Memorial Day the way uh, we did the way you should have, and that is by taking it easy, number one. Number two, eating a lot of food. And number three, throughout the day, being reminded and thinking of men and women who've given their lives, shed their own blood, gave their lives in service to our country to help us uh, be able to have the freedom that we do have. I hope that's how... You uh, spent your Memorial Day. It's how we spent ours around here. What's up, everybody? I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Hometown heroes, local Farm Bureau insurance agents in all 82 counties across the great state of Mississippi. Hi to everyone. It feels like Monday, but it's Tuesday. You can be a part of the show. Lots of ways to do that. I got the uh, screens all pulled up here on my computer. Let's see. I can see the uh, click. There it is. Wait, one more click. There we go. Now I've got the text line all pulled up. And if you text me, I'll be able to see it. Text me on the country please and text line, country please and sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. It is 885-ESPN. Text me at that number. Here's a pause for you. Hang on. That was so I could take a sip of coffee. 601 number 885-ESPN. That's how you text the show. Call me on the Divinity phone. Love to hear your voice today on this Tuesday. I'm ready to talk. What do you want to talk about? You can let me know. 995-1059. That's a 601 number. And uh, hello to everybody tuning in on Facebook. Let's see who commented first up here. By the way, yes, I have a... A screen here that allows me, if you're tuning into this show, uh, I am able to see uh, what you type in on Periscope, if you're watching on Periscope, the live stream there, or if you are watching on Facebook, or if you are watching on Instagram. It's supposed to be streaming on Instagram Live right now. I, I think it might be working. On Instagram, I'm Radio Wyatt, just like everything else. I mean, heck, how do I know if it's working or not, though? I mean, like, I don't know if the live stream is working on Instagram or not. I have no way of knowing. 
right? Because if it's streaming it live, I wouldn't be able to see it because I'm logged into my own account. Man, heck, I don't know. If it's not working, it's not working. So what? I do know that it's working on Facebook because, see, Owen said, Hail State from Morton. Danny said, Greetings from North Georgia. Ricky said, Hail State. Waylon's watching in Calhoun City. Do y'all know where Calhoun City is? I know right where it is. Rick says, hey, from Dixie. Pam says that it is working on Instagram. Great. Well, Pam, uh, let me know. <clears throat> and I see your comment there, Andy, on Periscope. So y'all feel free. But, but Pam, let me know if you're watching on Instagram or if you are watching on Facebook. I'd like to know where the comments are coming from. It's supposed to tell me, but Caleb says that it is working on Instagram. All right, cool. So that's a first. Today would actually be the first day ever that this radio show has streamed live with video on Instagram as well. Pretty soon, coming to a YouTube channel near you. Let's say hello to Beaver, shall we? And in doing so, I want to play his music because I like it. Hey, Beaver! Oh, Pam, okay, thanks. You're watching uh, on both. You're watching on both Facebook and Instagram. Well, I, I appreciate y'all letting me know. And again, I don't know exactly why I wouldn't be able to see it on Instagram. You know, and it lets me know that there might have been other days that it actually successfully streamed on Instagram. I just wasn't able to see it. Others were. So that's good to know. Good to know that it's working. We'll check in later with Beaver. Rick on Facebook uh, says, talk a little bit about these players transferring to Ole Miss. We got into some of that, um, Rick, last week, and I just have one overall take on players transferring. And um, that is, um, that I, I don't care where they transfer to and and I understand that some players are going to transfer. That's just the way it is. I don't really understand the whole, you know, getting up in arms, uh, going crazy about the um, idea that a player would transfer out, right? Now, I, I understand, you know, talking about the impact. If you go, okay, well, Player X is leaving, and player X played certain this whatever position. Okay. And therefore, it means, you know, this to our team. And it means so and so will have to play early. I, you know, I get all those conversations. I guess what I'm saying is when a player transfers out, it's negative for our team. When a player transfers in, it's positive for our team. And overall, I look at it this way. There are going to be 11 players on offense in the first game. And there will be 11 players on defense in the first game. Now, so many people hear me say that. And they go, oh, Lord, here he goes. They roll their eyes and like, Matt's in get off my lawn mode. 
we all have the same number of players and shut up about this one and that one. And I, I understand, you know, like if you're starting quarterback leaves, it's a big deal. I get it. And I understand, too, the rivalry aspect of it. People, we get up in arms a little bit more if a player leaves and he decides he's going to go to Ole Miss in this case. Or their fans would do the same if one left and came to State. My perspective on all of it is I just simply don't really care that much. I, I, I don't get emotionally invested in that at all because I think players ought to go play somewhere they want to be. The last thing you want as a coach, as a teammate, and should be also as a fan, the last thing you want is for someone to be on your team who doesn't really want to be on your team. And then, you know, you start getting into all the implications of, well, what must it mean and all this? And somebody talked him into, or maybe he never wanted to, I mean, ultimately, who cares? What This is best case scenario for me. This is best case scenario. Player X is playing for a team at a school he wants to be at. I ended my sentence with a preposition. Sue me. And then this team has players on it who want to be there. Beyond that, frankly, I just don't care. Well, Maddie is a kid from Mississippi. He went to Mississippi State and he transferred to Ole Miss. Good for him. I'm glad for him. If Ole Miss is where he wants to be and he likes that coach, who, by the way, he used to coach him at State, right, Terrell Buckley, if that's the coach he wants to play for and that's the school he wants to be at, good for him. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong wrong with that none whatsoever he wants to play for that coach fine it's his life the NCAA's already told him he has this really narrow window of five years in which those five years are the only years of his entire life he can play NCAA football well during that time kid go where you want to go you don't want to be here I'm not even going to hold it against you go play there glad and then you go well what about state's program or team, or whatever's going on, why a kid would want to leave. You know how many Division I football-playing schools have players transfer? All of them. <laughs> Every single one of them. So beyond that, I just don't know what else to say about it, Rick. You know, if, if others have details or all this kind of stuff and want to get into it that really care, where a guy goes and plays in his college career, great. You're like, well, Matt, you don't care who comes and plays at State? Sure I do. Once they're on a team, care about them. <laughs> yeah. Beyond that, I mean, it's none of my business. You know, tell me who is on the team. I will learn their names. I will learn about them. I will watch them practice, and I will try to do my job as an analyst, and I will really enjoy it, and I will want to see State win. And tell me who's on the roster when we have the kickoff for the first game on September 5th. Beyond that, if somebody decides they don't want to play on this team or that team, well, that's fine. Fine, go play. I, I mean, go play. You know, the, the other kind of overarching idea on that, Rick, is, and I said this last week, and I'll end it with this. There are you know, technically 14 SEC schools that are 
football schools. Really, there are 13 of the 14 SEC schools, football schools, 13 of them, in the best conference in America. The SEC, above, better in every aspect. Championships, players in the NFL, fan support, money, exposure, everything. 13, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, they are two of the 13 of the football schools in the best football conference in America. It is unquestioned. And the fact is, both those schools, State and Ole Miss, have no shortage of football players, options to put football players on that team that are capable of winning games at that school. There are hundreds upon hundreds of SEC caliber athletes that play every position that will come to Mississippi State and will come to Ole Miss and play. Well, Matt, Alabama and LSU recruited a higher level. Yeah, they do. That doesn't mean if State doesn't do it right, they can't go out there and beat those schools. In fact, they've done it. Ole Miss, they've done it. Just a matter of doing it more often. So the overall point is, I just will not, with that perspective and that context, ever lose sleep about one player here or there. I'm glad for him. You don't want to be there. Go somewhere you want to be and have fun. Best to you. Now, when my team plays you, if you're not on my team, I hope my team wins. But if they don't, or they do, what do I have to do about it? Stand up in a radio booth and talk? You're a fan. You go to the game. Scream and holler. Do everything you can to help your team win. But doesn't go your way. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> we'll just be glad to scream and holler. <clears throat> so, without question, this whole transfer thing, just because it's a kid going from state, transferring to Ole Miss, has been blown tremendously out of proportion. Even so much as this 10 minutes of me talking about it on the radio is really too much. And I realize that. I got stories for you that I think, I think you will appreciate. The first one is from the NFL. Let me pass this along to you. And by the way, to the folks on Instagram, I've been alerted that you are commenting. Uh, during the f- commercial break in a, just a few minutes, I'll, I got to f- switch on here. I got to go in and flip so that I'll be able to see your comments on there also. And then we'll be good to go. All right. Um, story this morning on Yahoo Sports. With state governments eyeing an entry point for NFL franchises to resume offseason activities, Sources tell Yahoo Sports that head coaches could return to team facilities as early as next week with players potentially following in full squad minicamps in mid to late June. All right. Do y'all feel like this stuff is moving fast? Does it feel that way to you? Like it's kind of moving quickly, moving along quickly? All right, so sources have told Yahoo Sports that if coaches resume their in-house work next week, mini camps, including players, 
could be scheduled as early as June the 15th, as late as June 27th. But uh, let's see, depending on uh, coronavirus data and whether a handful of franchises could get a go-ahead signal from state governments to resume full operations. Um, we'll get to California. There was a, a note this morning, I saw it, um, where the I think it was the governor of New Jersey said, hey, pro sports teams are welcome to start practicing again if that's what they want to do. Well, the reason he said that is because of the Giants and the Jets, and they play in New Jersey. And I guess train there, both, one of them, I don't know. But that's what's going on. All right, one league source told Yahoo that a declaration from California Governor Gavin Newsom will serve as the key hurdle in whether the NFL can pull off a fully operational minicamp in June. If Newsom opens the way for full team operations without fan attendance, the league could give the NFL franchises the option of holding minicamp in June. They're going to hold minicamp in June. Now, again, what are they waiting on California? They're just waiting on California to see if that would be league-wide. But, I, you know, and they, they don't want to leave somebody out. So I'm sure they're talking through it. Um, but, yeah, so that's going to happen. And then the other thing I wanted to throw at you, same type of deal but different. This is back to the college game. Let me give you the gist of it. And I saw it in a tweet, which kind of gives you the headline here. Iowa State is selling 30,000 season tickets for games. Only season ticket holders will be able to go to games. No single game tickets sold. And then I clicked on the link. You have Director of Athletics Jamie Pollard at Iowa State. He said, as of today, approximately 22,000 season tickets have been renewed this fall at Iowa State. 8,000 seats to be filled. If you have a season ticket, up to 30,000 of those sold at Iowa State, then they're going to have that many spectators in the stadium. Planning as though the capacity of the stadium would be limited to 30,000 spectators. Season tickets. No single-game tickets. I just thought I'd pass that along. Because a man named Chicken Hawk called into this show with that idea last week. Now, whether he gets credit or not, I don't know. I'm just saying the fact is... <clears throat> the fact is that Chicken Hawk called in last week with that bit of information, with that idea, and now Iowa State's doing just that. <clears throat> They are proceeding as though the stadium capacity will be 30,000. You must be one of those 30,000 uh, season ticket holders. Already they've had 22,000 renewed for this fall. They got about 8,000 left. There you go. So 50% capacity in the stadium, and that's how they're going to approach it. I pass that along to you as a college fan, just knowing that you may see that in other places. I, I would think you will. It's just um, Iowa State the first to kind of officially do it that way that I've seen. All right, look, when we come back in just a minute, uh, I'm going to get to uh, all the texts, Nick and Hundred Grand and 
unnamed and hogged out and everybody on the country pleasing text line. We'll get to some of those. Uh, back over here to Facebook real quick. By the way, my buddy Ryan from, uh, let's see, Ryan with uh, Tide 102.9 in Tuscaloosa, uh, radio host, does a great job there. He's watching on Facebook from Destin, Florida. Sunscreen, Ryan. <laughs> Sunscreen for you. Stan watching uh, the show on Periscope today in Ripley. So hi, Stan. Hope y'all are doing well. Uh, Rick, let's see, Waylon said in regards to earlier the, you know, people transferring out. He says, but why commit and sign with a team if later on you're going to transfer? And it's a very honest question. There's nothing wrong with the question. But it also, Waylon, in today's time, is a very obvious answer, okay, which is, one, this is a situation where a player, I think, wants to play for a coach, a position coach. And many times in recruiting, whether we like it or not, you know, coach, not every assistant coach is out there on the recruiting trail selling the school, selling the program. Very few of them on the recruiting trail are saying, hey, this is the kind of place you want to be, even though I'm probably going to leave in a year or two. Or we may get fired and you're still going to want to play at this place. A lot of it doesn't work that way. Sometimes it's they sell themselves. And you just, you never really know. But it's as simple as, you know, people's people change their minds sometimes. Stuff doesn't work out the way they thought it would on the front end. Eh? Or a new staff comes in and they don't like it. Every coaching change will involve players leaving. All, all the time. It just is the way it is. It's actually the way it should be. Stick around. Back. Back on the show. I'm Matt. In the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. So say hey to me here on this Tuesday. You can uh, text the show. You can call. Text number is 885-ESPN. 885-ESPN. 601 number 885-ESPN. Text away. The country please and text line. Call me on the Divini phone. Divini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer. 995-1059. The number to call. Love to hear from you today. All right. Nick texted the show and said... Saw a lot of maroon on Friday while we were catching snapper in Perdido. Nick, was that you that sent me that picture? Somebody um, tweeted, I think tweeted me a picture at the end of last week of a cooler full of bright red snapper. A cooler full. Somebody was going to eat good. Well, well and good. Um, was that you? 100 grand said, Matt, did you get my picture of the country pleasing that I had on the grill yesterday? And it was lovely. Yes, I did see it. 100 grand. Uh, and thanks for sending that. You did good. You did good. Uh, somebody asking me here on the text line, can you explain loosely what happened in the uh, Jarian Jones transfer and why? 
No, I, I can't. I've, I've talked enough about it. <clears throat> players allowed to do what they want to do. And he's no different than any other player. You don't want to be somewhere, go somewhere. You only have five years to play anyway. Go somewhere you think would be happy. You want to be on another team, go be on another team. It's not a big deal. It amazes me that people just freak out over somebody transferring out, yet we'll sit around and, man, we'll be tickled and high five when they transfer in. I just don't understand what the big deal is. Hogjowl says, Matt, I appreciate how you feel about youngsters transferring to another school. He's had harsh words said about him from others at your station. Hmm. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, that's their prerogative. People can have their own. Just like a just like a person can decide they don't want to be somewhere and they can go do what they want to do with their life. Uh, people can have their own opinions about stuff. You know, and for me, I, I don't. Um, I just don't feel like. It's everybody's responsibility to like the things that I like. I don't feel that way. Having said that, I have my own thoughts and opinions and beliefs, and I'm not coming off of them. <laughs> That's just the way it is. I had a phenomenal experience playing ball at Mississippi State. Many, many others have. I want State to win. I want them to do well. But... Not everybody else has to feel that way. Not everybody else is going to feel that way. And, you know, under no circumstance, even if a kid makes a mistake and gets kicked out of school, that's not the case with this. This guy decides he wants to be somewhere else. Well, it happens to be Ole Miss, but that's beside the point. Where he's going is not the point. If somebody doesn't want to be there, that's fine. That's their life. I hope they go somewhere and can be really happy. You know, if they ultimately play against my team, I hope my team wins. But that goes without saying. So, you know, I mean, let them do what they want to do. I, I just don't – my thing, too, is from a Mississippi State perspective, Hogjow, somebody transferring out, what is the big deal? Well, they might have started. Well, you can't go find somebody else who's, you know, supposedly could start. Have we not been recruiting other players? Who did you sign? You're supposed to sign players capable of playing for you. I just, it ain't a big deal, man. Well, it could come back and bite you someday, Matt. Well, maybe it will. I'm sure a lot of things will. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I ain't got blame or whatever to cast around in the situation. I'm not blaming a kid or somebody or just let it, let them, let the chips fall, man. And then tell me who's on the team and let's go play ball. Res Dog says, having leg and shoulder room while watching MSU football sounds like an amazing day. Look, so the stadium is not full because of obvious reasons if they do that at, at Iowa State. Instead of 60,000, it's going to be 30,000. Everybody's got elbow room, and we know why the stadium's not full, and we still have fans there, and it still sounds pretty good. <laughs> what about the band? That's what I want to know. What are they going to do about the band? We're going to have to double the size of the, the section that we allow for the band because they can't sit right next to each other. What about marching? Important questions. And then finally on this, uh, Waylon says, I get what you're saying, Matt. We shouldn't get our hopes up if a player commits and signs with us because later on down the road, they can and will transfer. Some of them will, yeah. 
Be happy when they suit up and play for you and score touchdowns and make tackles. Great. But if they decide they don't want to be there, what's the hardest feelings, right? Because I'm I'm telling you, I don't think Stanford fans should have a lot of hard feelings because K.J. Costello is at Mississippi State. I mean, why, why can't more people have that perspective? I'm just, all right, and then I'm moving on to another subject thanks to uh, Denzel. But look, why can't more people have that perspective? Of, I can't, I'm totally a hypocrite. If I sit here on one hand and say it's fine for K.J. Costello, a potential draft pick quarterback, to transfer to my school, but it's not fine for a defensive back to transfer away from my school. What? Why can't more people have that perspective? It's a, I mean, really? All right. White Denzel says, Matt, did you watch the match this past Sunday? Top-notch entertainment. I was glued to it. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Denzel. I know a lot of people have watched it and talked about it. I did not watch a second of it. I don't know what that says about me. I hadn't watched one second of the Michael Jordan documentary stuff that they put on television for weeks. I hadn't watched one second of it. I will watch it at some point. I did say at the beginning, I don't need a documentary to tell me what Michael Jordan was because I lived through it. And then I don't know what it was, Denzel, but watching, for me, I think if I had started watching it, I would have enjoyed it. But it was a non-starter for me going, wait a minute, we're going to have a retired football player, a current football player who... Can't be very good at golf, and as it turns out, he's not, according to reports. And they're going to pair up and play four-man golf with Tiger and who was the other one? Phil? Was it Tiger and Phil? Who were the two pros? Tiger and Phil? I just was not interested in it, <laughs> and I like golf. But like, watch sit on my sit and watch that on TV. Watch them make dumb jokes all day. You know, it just was uh, this wasn't my deal. That's my take on it, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. Now, my kind of thing is what somebody just sent me on the country pleasing text line. A tailgate, a picture of a tailgate loaded with big slab crappie caught at Sardis. Uh, sorry, Sardis. Look at them. Two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 17. Big, nice crappie. Looks like you got three largemouth bass hanging out on the end of the tailgate, too. That a boy. Y'all had a good day. Anthony from Tupelo says, uh, a ton of state fans have an inferiority complex. Well, and there's some truth to that. <clears throat> Anthony, if you want to get into it for an hour one day, I'll get into it with you. Let's just decide ahead of time. Because coming up in about five minutes, I'm going to tell you what's changing about sports writing. It's happening right before your eyes. And it's serious. It's a serious deal. And I'll, I'll tell you about some of that coming up. But Anthony, you are, you're right. Uh, a ton, not all, but many state fans have an inferiority complex. 
and this is not talking down to any state fans. I think it is reality, and it and it's rightfully so. I mean, because up until recent years, up until really the last decade or so, there was always um, just they were lacking in a lot of ways. I think over many many, if you go if you if you look big picture over the span of history, there was a period of time where there they lacked in terms of leadership and vision and drive to kind of turn that. Um, you know, winning and all that kind of stuff goes along with it too, but there was this inferiority complex, and so it still exists. And let me just tell you, Anthony, um, me, when you when you listen to me, you know, I went to school there and played ball there. It's my school. I love it. And like I said, I wanted to win. I wanted to win everything. But when you listen to me, I am someone who represents a, a different viewpoint than a lot of state fans. I didn't grow up, didn't have the good fortune of growing up in Mississippi. Okay. So I wasn't baptized into the rivalry stuff and really Mississippi state until I was an 18 year old high school graduate. Okay. During my time at state and on the team, we were really good. We played in the sec championship game. We went to bowl games. We beat Alabama three out of the four times we played them. We beat LSU. We beat Auburn three out of the four years we played them. We beat Ole Miss three out of the four years we played them. And so my experiences taught me that there's no inferiority complex. I just don't have it. I don't understand it. There's really nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> but not everybody had that same experience. There are a lot of people that have a much longer, more historical view of it, I think, and they hang on to that. Stick around. Yeah, I was going to say earlier, um, in regards to where this live stream goes to, you know, a lot of people watching on Facebook, Periscope, and Instagram right now. I thought I could figure out a way to see all the Instagram comments, but I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> Facebook, Periscope, no problem. And then um, I'm considering, have a pretty robust YouTube channel, a couple of them, in fact, but one that's sports related. And had been considering and thinking, well, maybe we just stream this show every day on the YouTube channel as well. What'd be wrong with that? Might as well. So we may do that soon also, coming to YouTube soon. We'll see all those comments on there also. But just remember, if we do that and you watch this live stream on YouTube, apparently you may not want to comment anything critical of the Chinese Communist Party. Or that comment might be deleted. Not by me, but by YouTube. According to a report today, YouTube has confirmed it's accidentally been deleting comments containing two phrases that insult China's Communist Party. I'm going to have to read more about that. My first reaction is that YouTube comments don't get deleted accidentally. Hey, but I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, we're moving on to something else. Rick said on Facebook, wow, now I'm wishing I had not brought up this transfer thing. 
<laughs> hey, you be careful. Careful what you ask for there, Rick <laughs> and others. All right. Uh, there's something going on in sports writing. There are some things happening in sports writing I've never seen before. The one thing, sadly, that I have seen before is, you know, people getting laid off, uh, losing their jobs. I think if you pay attention, that's starting to happen more. Now, you're a sports fan. You get it. We haven't had live sports. A lot of, uh, there's so many, like, broad, like, the way this coronavirus and the pandemic and the subsequent shutdown now is continuing to reach into every area out there in the economy. But the economy being the, the key phrase there, because advertising dollars in a lot of places where they used to, you know, everything's just a little tighter. Logan Lowry uh, for a long time has covered Mississippi State for the Northeast Mississippi Daily Journal. He put this out on Twitter Four days ago. What's today? Tuesday. Yeah, so back at the end of last week. So this is maybe going right into the weekends when I saw it. Maybe Friday night. But anyway, um, that he didn't have a job anymore. Okay. He put in a note on Twitter this morning. I was informed that today would be my last day with the Daily Journal due to restructuring within the company. <clears throat> Proud of my time at the Daily Journal. Grateful to all who read my work over the years. He mentions John Pitts, who's a sports editor there. There's a great follow on Twitter, by the way, John L. Pitts. He said, I would like to say a special thank you to all of the coaches, administrators, and especially the student athletes at Mississippi State for allowing me to tell their stories for the past 16 years. It has truly been an honor and a lifelong dream to, uh, fulfilled. I'm not sure what lies ahead in these uncertain times, but I'm hopeful and optimistic about what the future has in store God bless. That's from Logan Lowry in a life update he posted at the end of last week to Twitter. He was the Mississippi State beat writer for the Northeast Mississippi Daily Journal for a long time. And he was informed, I guess, on Friday that he no longer has a job there. Okay. Sports writer. Beat writer. Uh, one of the two largest publications, especially historically here in the state of Mississippi, Beat writer for one of the schools, doesn't have a job. Okay. Then I saw this today. Now, this is something I don't think I've ever seen before. Uh, many people who are in central South Mississippi, you're going to know exactly who this is. Uh, he covers Southern Miss, also um, high school sports, has for a long time for the Sun-Herald. Now, don't go crazy. He's not fired or anything. But Patrick McGee, uh, he posted, I saw it on Twitter this morning, and the article posted this morning from Patrick McGee. The headline was, I'm one of the few full-time sports reporters left in Mississippi, and I need your help. I won't give you all of it. He mentions, though, that he began his sports journalism career in Hattiesburg in 1999, so 21 years ago going on it. And then he said, I'm the lone full-time sports writer for a daily newspaper 
in the state of Mississippi, south of Jackson. He was he mentions he was born in Jackson. So according to him, in the state of Mississippi, you go Jackson south. And that entire area of the state of Mississippi, which includes obviously the coast, there is one full-time sports writer on a daily basis for a daily newspaper. One. It's Patrick McGee. You go, well, why are you bringing it up, Matt? If he's still got the job, what's the big deal? Here's the uh, big deal. A few paragraphs into his post this morning. On the Sun-Herald website, we need your help, he says, to make sure that the Sun-Herald survives this crisis so I can continue to tell South Mississippi's story from the sports angle. And then he says this, you can make a tax-deductible donation, and then he gives the link, through this link. They... He, he then goes into the story and basically chronicling all the cool moments in high school and Southern Miss stuff that he's covered, that they've brought coverage of on a full-time basis over the years that he's done. And it's really asking readers, just out of sheer support during this time of what's going on, to donate through a link and a website, a third party that makes it a, the ability, they're donating and it makes it tax uh, deductive. People that actually donate money to keep the sports coverage going for him and in that area of the state. Now, I want you to think about that. I don't think I've ever seen that before. And Patrick's a great guy. He does a really fine job. He's got a picture there of himself standing in front of the entrance at MGM Park uh, the ballpark with his arms folding, wearing his mask. <laughs> he said, we all want life to return to normal. And I look forward to the day when my time is spent finding stories about the coast next big star or breaking down Southern Miss football with a contribution to our COVID-19 local news fund through a give butter campaign. You can make sure the Sun Herald staff will be there to serve South Mississippi throughout the pandemic. I've never seen it before. And that is for the sake of local coverage, local for the sake of local media coverage, asking for donations. Isn't, you know, for someone who's like me, you know, in this particular business, that is pretty incredible. So add that to what else you know. Your beat writers at the Clarion Ledger are either on furlough right now or have been furloughed, right? Like, didn't I see that uh, Horka, who covers Mississippi State for the Clarion Ledger, is on furlough, and, and then the, the Ole Miss guy? The, the only one that I haven't, that, that's like a major beat writer for Mississippi State or Ole Miss, that I've yet to at least see anything or hear anything about you know, either fired or furloughed is Parrish Alford, who's kind of the veteran at the Northeast Mississippi Daily Journal. I guess the point that I'm driving home to you is this. Uh, to no surprise, there is a big effect being felt throughout the sports world 
but particularly sports writers in this state. It is changing before your eyes. The places that you go have been changing for a long time in terms of where you go for sports coverage and for information and that kind of thing. Certainly for opinions. But, you know, you wouldn't describe, okay, when the internet came along over the last 20, 25 years, the steady, you know, gravitation, it seems, of audiences and fan bases away from the physical printout of the of a newspaper. We we understand that, but that's been a long, gradual uh, gravitation. But this thing is driving in some nails into some careers um, and into that, I think, migration away from the written stuff in a huge, huge way. I just thought I'd make you aware. It's happening. And unfortunately, some really good folks uh, that are in the sports writing profession are very, very much up against it. And I just wanted to make you aware. Then you might have already been aware. All right. Hour two coming up. Why do great players not make great coaches? Why? I'll tell you why. Coming up. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.